Welcome to Quick on Love, a social-emotional learning podcast empowering teachers with the tools and resources needed to create a culture of love, kindness, and compassion in their classrooms. I'm your host, Katie Quick, licensed professional counselor, former classroom teacher, and social-emotional learning specialist with over 15 years in education. From increasing self-awareness to classroom management, mindfulness, and self-care, Quick on Love talks about all things SEL. Now get ready to uplevel your teaching experience as we shift our mindset and start seeing through the eyes of love. Hi everyone, it's Katie Quick and welcome back to Quick on Love. Today we are going to talk about a very important topic and that is sensitivity and more specifically how to recognize and support highly sensitive children. My hope for today's episode is that I can share more about sensitivity so that as educators, we can recognize and support our highly sensitive students and help them embrace the beautiful gifts they bring into this world. Now, this topic is very important to me because I am a highly sensitive person or HSP, and my sensitivity was greatly misunderstood as a child. As a kid, I can remember being in school and just hating the fluorescent lights. To this day, I refuse to turn on overhead lights if I can help it. Loud noises like sirens and alarms sent me into full-on internal panic and shutdown. And watching anything remotely sad or emotional in TV or movies would make me cry and feel depressed for hours and sometimes days. For example, the movie Bambi, God help me the day I saw that movie, And I'll never forget the time I saw E.T. I was about seven years old. My sister and I were having a sleepover at my uncle's house and my sister thinks this movie is so great. She's eating popcorn and I'm sitting there watching E.T. and getting welled up with tears and this feeling inside me that I cannot possibly identify. And soon enough, I was running into the bathroom, locking the door and sitting on the floor and crying uncontrollably for hours. So I guess you can say I was sensitive. I always have been. And as a sensitive person, I know what it's like to feel this profound empathy towards complete strangers or anyone that I hear of that's hurting. As a child, I would send these imaginary love beams, like straight out of my heart, kind of like the Care Bears, to people that were hurting in hopes to make them feel better. I would also experience these intense emotional overwhelms about injustice or anything that I saw in the news. And in fact, as an adult, it's the same to this day. I have to be really intentional about limiting the amount of media I take in because it can profoundly impact my sense of emotional safety and well-being. The bottom line is that for years, I thought because I was sensitive that something was wrong with me. I constantly heard things like, stop crying, get over it, suck it up. It's not that big of a deal. Why are you so upset? And these kinds of comments made me hate that part of myself. When now, looking back, I realized I should have been embracing it. I now understand it as as an adult that my sensitive heart is the best part of me. It's the part of me that makes me good at what I do as a therapist, as a teacher, a partner, and a friend. It's the part of me that makes me compassionate and kind towards others. It's the part of me that is creative and deep. And now, thankfully, years later, I love this part of me. But it wasn't always that way. As educators, we have the unique opportunity to interact with kids in their prime years. 
We have the ability to support them and help them love who they are, but we also have the ability and power, unfortunately, to unintentionally hurt them. And this is why it's so important that we as teachers and educators are aware of ourselves and our emotional world so that we can control our reactions and better support our students. So let's talk a little bit about highly sensitive people. So highly sensitive people or HSPs as they are often called are 20% of the population and they're the 20% who feel and process things deeply from sights to sounds and emotional cues. Sensitive people are very good at reading people. We notice details that others miss. We are extremely perceptive and intuitive, but we also get very, very easily overloaded and overwhelmed. Dr. Elaine Aaron is a psychologist who pioneered the study of highly sensitive people, and I need to tell you that she is my hero. It wasn't until I read Dr. Elaine Aaron's books about being a highly sensitive person that I finally was able to embrace myself. And if you are interested in learning more about this topic, definitely check her out. She has, I think, seven books now, and they have truly changed my life, and I think they'll help you as well. Now, since HSPs are 20% of the population, chances are that you're going to have some of these special kiddos in your classroom. And this is why I'm so happy that SEL is starting to make its way into education because it's definitely the kind of environment that will help these little superheroes flourish. So when we look at high sensitivity through children, we are thinking of them as kids who are born with a nervous system. Uh, that is highly aware and quick to react to everything. Highly sensitive kids are incredibly responsive to their environments, whether it's the light, the sounds, the smells, the overall mood of the people in, in the room. These kids are going to pick it up. You may recognize these students in your classroom who perhaps cry easily, have a hard time with change, can shut down when they're feeling overwhelmed, or have a hard time with criticism or witnessing you know, bullying or other injustices happening. These also might be the kids that are sitting alone playing by themselves. So you wanna keep a special eye out for them. They may be quiet on the outside, but just know that there's a lot going on for them inside. These kids, they, they just have this high sense of awareness. And the really cool thing is that HSPs, highly sensitive kids are often very gifted. They're very intellectual. They can be very creative, gifted emotionally, and they can really demonstrate this genuine sense of compassion at a very early age. For example, I remember being little and really worrying about things that most kids didn't worry about because they were busy playing and being kids. And my dad would always say that uh, I was serious as a heart attack. And this is very true. I had a lot uh, harder time letting loose and being a kid because I was busy feeling my feelings and, of course, sending the love beams out to all the suffering people in the world. True story. As adorable as this is, it is not easy being sensitive. The downside of, for sensitive kids is that they can easily get overwhelmed by crowds, noises, new situations, sudden changes, and the emotional distress of others. And this is what makes it difficult as a sensitive kid to be in a classroom with a lot of other children because they're really, really good at picking up on the emotions of others and can get very overwhelmed. 
So when I think about my time as a teacher, I can remember spotting my sensitive kids when I'd play music in my class. So there were certain songs that I would play and my little sensitive students would often cry as a response to the music. And you could see them kind of, you know, curling into themselves, taking their shirt and covering their face. They were hiding and they would get so overwhelmed with love and feelings and emotions that they, they couldn't help but let it out. Now, luckily, being a sensitive person myself who can cry at the drop of a hat, I made sure to normalize this expression of emotion in my classroom. The kids knew that it was okay to feel their feelings and that sometimes our friends and classmates might feel things more deeply than we do and that it's okay. And this is something you can do too, is normalize and validate. Highly sensitive kids need extra care and extra validation so that they can learn how to see their sensitivity as a strength and a superpower. And when we do this, they have this permission to tap into the beautiful parts of who they are, like their empathy, creativity, compassion, intuition, all things that we need more of in this world. So we want to make sure that we're nurturing it. Teaching social-emotional skills that help with emotional regulation can also help these sensitive kids learn to accept their emotions and learn strategies to help regulate them, which is really, really important. So as a teacher of a highly sensitive student, it can be extremely rewarding because these kids are so cool and interesting, but it can also be difficult and sometimes exhausting. For example, a non-highly sensitive child may be able to hear your classroom redirection and constructive, constructive criticism and be perfectly fine. But the highly sensitive child may internalize it, think about it for hours, they may cry or feel upset and have a really hard time bouncing back. So I want to give you guys some ways uh, to help our little highly sensitive kids in the classroom, okay? Because I think it's, again, it's so important and these kids need you as allies. So the first thing I want us to think about is to see the sensitivity as a gift. It is very easy as a teacher to get frustrated and angry with your students if they continually cry, withdraw, uh, shy away from social situations. And, and it, that could be really difficult because you want, you know, to keep the flow of the class moving and, you know, you want the best for them and they just seem to be stuck. So instead of seeing your sensitive student as being difficult or flawed, try seeing them as having a special gift. Just try changing that lens. And this is where the SEL mindset coming comes in, you know, where we see through the eyes of love. Because when we look at our kids with these loving and compassionate eyes, we understand that they're doing the best they can. And this is what these sensitive kids are bringing to the table. Uh, number two, um, validating your student. Sensitive children need to feel seen and understood. Since most people do not understand the ins and outs of sensitivity, you may very well be the only person in their life that embraces who they are. And like I said, this is where the love comes in. Harsh discipline and harsh tones can bring out the exact behavior that you're trying to avoid. So if you're trying to avoid emotional meltdowns, you know, outbursts, temper tantrums, crying, yelling, uh, yelling at the kids, raising your voice, uh, you know, generally being mean and harsh with them is not going to work. They need kindness and compassion. And validating them also means learning some of their triggers. So the loud noises or, they, or the chaotic environments, for example, and avoiding them when you can. You can also help them by giving them tools for when they are feeling overwhelmed, like doing breathing exercise and relaxation exercises. And again, this validation is going to happen when we 
take the SEL mindset and apply it to the whole class. It's not going to be like these kids are singled out because this is the culture that you're creating. The next thing you can do is focus on the student's strengths. So this might be something that you have to really be aware of, but you want to train yourself to see the student's strengths first. So maybe they're super perceptive or very smart or creative. And this is important because it's going to help you accept their challenges that come along with those gifts. This I find is especially helpful when the sensitive child is in the middle of a meltdown. And remember, they're not trying to be troublesome or defiant or make your life more difficult. And I know it's hard not to take these things personally, but just remember that they are feeling all the feels and they're feeling them so much more deeply than most people do. And as kids, they're just not used to these feelings yet. They don't know what to do. And so remember in that moment, they just need a little extra love and support. The next thing you can do is really just create a culture of acceptance. Embrace your student as a highly sensitive kid is step one. Just accepting that this is who they are. You know, many people want to change these kids and make them into less sensitive, more traditional kids. This is not possible. Saying things like stop crying or calm down does not work. I mean, I don't know about you, but when somebody tells me to calm down, I want to do the opposite. And know that for a kid, it will only trigger them and make things worse. So you want to practice accepting your student's sensitivity and remember that they might have it tougher in the world. And so again, the love that you can give them in the classroom is going to give them that support that they need to thrive. Another thing you can do, and this is again looking through that lens of SEL, is create an environment of peace and calmness. Since highly sensitive kids are very, very impacted by their environments, I can say that I still am as an adult, it is worth taking time to create a classroom space that will help them thrive. So things like creating a calm corner, playing soft music, using soft colors, and alternative lighting like lamps or string lights can really, really help. And, and something to keep in mind is that this is not just for the sensitive kids. Your entire classroom will benefit. My last few years in the classroom, I think I may have turned on the overhead lights twice. I had lamps all over the room. I had really cute string lights. Um, I was always using soft music really to help with the mood and to create a peaceful place. The kids really appreciated it, especially my sensitive kids. I also want you to think about being gentle. Because your student is highly sensitive doesn't mean that they don't need structure or limits. They absolutely do. But I want you to think of the word gentle and gentleness and be aware at how you are talking to your kids. Be aware of your tone of voice. It's something that we have to really know as we are direct redirecting students or giving them directions because the harshness of our tone is really going to be able to trigger a lot of our sensitive kids. And like I've mentioned before in previous episodes, self-awareness is incredibly important. We as educators have to notice when we get triggered and how we're reacting and how we're talking so that we don't get overly aggressive with our students. And I know we are human beings and it's going to happen, but as a side note, teachers, if you are finding yourself having a hard time being gentle, this is really good information that lets you know that you might need some emotional processing for things that are happening inside of you. There is nothing wrong with this, teachers. 
This profession is hard and we are humans and we are all dealing with our own emotions. So take this as an opportunity to learn something about yourself. Now, the last thing I want to speak about for our highly sensitive kids is to think about connection. Connection, connection, connection. It is so important. We want to build relationships. And highly sensitive kids are really going to benefit from interacting with other kids who are like them. However, like I said earlier, these might be the kids that are going to be playing by themselves in the corner, really quiet, you know, possibly coming across as introverted and shy. So if you notice that you have a couple sensitive kids in the classroom, maybe try to pair them up for activities or get them working together so they feel less alone. When I've noticed sensitive kids in my classroom, another thing I would do is I would often speak with them after class one-on-one and let them know that I too, as the teacher, am sensitive and that I'm just like them. I had many conversations with my sensitive kiddos, letting them know that it's okay to be exactly as they are and that they are loved. I remember specifically having a conversation with one of my second graders a couple years ago, and she just felt everything to the depths. I mean, there wasn't a week that would go by where she wouldn't burst into tears. And I often felt that it was important to pull her aside and let her know that her sensitivity is a superpower. I also named her sensitivity. I talked about how, you know, I said, I know that you feel things deeply. I get it. Does your heart ever feel like it's going to explode? Or you feel like the tears coming up through your throat, like they're going to burst through your eyes. And she would say, yes, yes. And she just felt so seen and understood. And I did this because I knew that not everybody would have the awareness of sensitivity. So I knew because I saw her as a sensitive child that I had to take that extra time to make sure that she knew that she was perfect the way she was. And trust me, you guys, this extra special time will pay off in the end. These kids need us. And I really appreciate you being open to learning about this. So, you know, Just as a recap, sensitivity is a gift. It is important to remind our sensitive students that the world needs more people like them. Our sensitive kids will grow up to be the healers of this planet. Instead of telling them to stop crying or trying to make them into something that they're not, we have to nurture them. The social-emotional learning mindset and seeing our kids through the eyes of love will not only benefit our sensitive kids, but will impact the entire class for the better. This world is a harsh place, especially for our sensitive kids. And we can't control what's happening outside, but we can control what we do in the classroom. So let's do our best to make these kids feel safe, comfortable, seen, and heard. As an HSP myself, this is something I would have killed for as a child to be seen and understood for the deep and sensitive person that I was and still am. And maybe you're hearing all of this as the educator and you're realizing that you too maybe are a sensitive person, which wouldn't surprise me because many sensitive and empathic people go into helping professions like teaching. And if so, I want you to know that you are not alone. If you are feeling overwhelmed, I get it. I see you. I hear you and I understand. I know your tears better than you can possibly imagine. So be gentle with yourself and let's be gentle with our students and with each other. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. Teachers, you are angels. Thank you for everything you do. I know this is not easy, but you are doing it and you're doing the best you can. You are so loved and so appreciated. And until next time, please take care of yourself and I will talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of Quick on Love. If you enjoyed the show, I invite you to subscribe and share, as well as head on over and request to join my private Facebook group, SCL for Teachers, where I'll be sharing exclusive content and updates. You can also visit my website, katiequick.com, or follow me on both Instagram and Facebook at Quick on Love. Thanks again for all you do, and I'll see you next time.